Hi friends, and welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House. Join me each week as we come together as a community, sharing how we strive to live each day with intention, with a special focus on cultivating joy and practicing gratitude. Together, let's live by design, not default. This week, we're discussing one way you can purposefully cultivate joy in your own day-to-day life by first quieting your mind and then engaging in all-consuming activity, which will lead you to a state of flow. More on that in a minute, because right now we're going to take our very first commercial break. Today's episode of the Live by Design podcast is brought to you by me, because when you host your own podcast, you get to sponsor it too. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more about cultivating joy, gratitude, health, and wellness in your own life, then my six-month health coaching program could be the perfect fit for you. During the program, we'll evaluate where you stand today and from there set purposeful goals, establish new habits, and take meaningful, sustainable steps towards a healthier, empowered lifestyle. What I love most about being a health coach is working with you one-on-one to craft a program that's unique to your goals while serving as your accountability buddy, number one cheerleader, and also the person that can give you a little tough love when needed. To get started, schedule a complimentary consultation at misskatehouse.com contact. I can't wait to support your health and wellness journey. Again, that's Miss Kate House, M-S-K-A-T-E-H-O-U-S-E.com slash contact to schedule your free consult today. Okay, friends, so let's talk a little bit about joy. It is something that I think is really important for us to purposely cultivate in our own lives. Certainly, there are moments and times and things that happen that bring us pure joy and they just happen organically and there is something extremely special about that. But there's also some things that we can do to create joyful moments for ourselves on purpose and I think those are equally important to do because in a time especially that we find ourselves in right now, there is a lot of heaviness in the world and I find that it can really start to weigh on my own mind and taking these moments to just pause the outside world, pause the chatter in my mind and just come to something joyful and something that brings me confidence and happiness is really important. And because joy can be cultivated in a number of different ways, this week we're going to take a special focus on flow states and how being in a flow state can bring you that sense of joy. One resource that I really like when researching flow states because it's the kind of thing that I already intuitively know about. I learned about it through my health coaching training um, and even a little bit with being a yoga teacher because oftentimes when you're practicing or even teaching yoga, you'll find yourself entering a flow state. So in preparing for this episode, I wanted to get you a really specific definition of what a flow state is. It's absolutely something that I've entered into through running and through yoga and through painting and cooking and dancing and singing and any number of other things. But instead of giving you a definition based on my own life experiences, I wanted to give you something a little more concrete. So I popped over to the headspace.com website and I'll link to this article in the show notes over at misskatehouse.com slash podcast. But what I really love is this definition that they posted. On their site, they say, you may have experienced a flow state at some point, that sense of fluidity between your body and mind where you are totally absorbed by and deeply focused on something beyond the point of distraction. Time feels like it has slowed down. Your senses are heightened. You are at one with the task at hand as action and awareness sink to create an effortless momentum. Some people describe this feeling as being, quote, in the zone. This is the flow state and it's accessible to everyone, 
whether you're engaged in a physical activity, a creative pursuit, or even a simple day-to-day task. And I think that's what I appreciate most about this definition of a flow state is how it can be a physical activity, a creative pursuit, and doing it really purposefully. We might get in our heads thinking that it needs to be something bigger than it really is, right? It could be as simple as cooking dinner or making your lunch and playing some of your favorite music in the background and just getting lost in the music and the movement of your knife as you prepare your food and as you cook on the stove and the sensation of of smelling the food cooking and the excitement over the meal that is to come. And that's one way that you could cultivate joy and find that flow state just in your day-to-day life. Another thing I really love about that definition is that it emphasizes getting lost in the task. And I think this is really important because if your mind is too busy or worried or anxious, you're going to have a hard time getting into this flow state because the whole idea is that you're getting, you're getting lost in it. And if you're too much in your head, it's, it's a lot harder to access that kind of flow state. And so oftentimes I suggest if you want to get into a state of flow, you want to find the joy that resides there. First, you need to take a few minutes and just settle your mind. So that might look like for you taking a few minutes to meditate. And if that's something you enjoy, listen to one of my bonus mini meditation episodes. They're all about 10 minutes in length. You can just listen to that, get a little bit more centered, a little bit more grounded, and then go on to whatever your activity is that is going to get you into that state of flow. But maybe meditating isn't your thing, and that's totally fine. There are a number of ways that you can quiet your mind. Perhaps journaling is something that you enjoy, and you just set a timer for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes, and you just sit and you just stream of conscious journal, and you get out all of the busyness from your mind. You get it out on paper so that way it can leave your body and free you up for whatever your creative pursuit might be. There are so many different ways that you can access this flow state. For me, the two biggest ones are through running and through art. Both of those have actually been in my life, really my whole life. Um, I was always a really creative kid and my mom especially nurtured that in me. And so I have had a crayon in my hand (laughs) since I was, I think I was like one and a half when I first started to like to color, which is ridiculous. Most kids don't do that at that age. My mom could sit me down at a table and give me a box of crayons and a coloring book and I would be happy for hours (laughs) and I'm still that way. I maybe have graduated from the coloring books. I was a fine arts major in college, but I just, man, I love just to create and get lost in the color and the movement of whatever I'm drawing on the paper. Recently, I painted a little watercolor of this little beach house that we had stayed at as a thank you to the owners of the home for letting us use their space. And it was funny because I work on these watercolors at night when our kids are asleep and Dennis is you know, doing his own thing, finding his own flow and joy. And because we have little kids, I go to bed at a really regular time. It is very rare for me to stay up past 9 or 9.30. Um, my sisters and all of my friends know that <laughs> if they text me or reach out anytime after 9, they're probably not going to hear back from me until the next day because I'm probably already asleep. And that just gives you a little context because one night I was working on this watercolor and I was really getting into it. I was so excited about, I don't know, just the way everything was coming together that I totally got into a flow state and I lost complete track of time. And before I knew it, Dennis was coming up from the basement where he had been playing some Xbox and he's like, hey babe, like surprised that I was still awake because at this point it was well past 10 o'clock and he went up to bed and I stayed and I kept painting for at least another 20 minutes. I was like, oh yeah, I'm almost done. 
And then that went into another 20 minutes of, of just joyful painting and, and just being wonderfully in the moment. And I just give that as an example because these moments when you can get, you know, you lose time and you can just be in the moment, in your body, with your breath, when I'm painting or drawing, you know, I'm connected with my hand and the paper and the pencil. And there's just something really beautiful about that. Another way I find flow is through running. I've been a runner ever since I was probably 12 years old, and I'm the oldest of four kids, and our house was pretty loud growing up in a good way. There was always somebody to talk to, somebody to hang out with, but sometimes I just wanted a little bit of quiet. And so I started going for walks in our neighborhood, and then I started going for longer walks, and then I started turning those walks into runs. And I still remember the very first time I ran, like, I think it was probably two miles, and I had these sambas these adidas samba sneakers that are not for running but they're like indoor soccer shoes which is hysterical because i don't play soccer <laughs> but i remember these sneakers because i was like so proud of myself for covering that distance and it was hard and it was physically taxing but the excitement i felt from it the confidence i got from it and the joy that i found from that experience was totally worth the blisters that I found a couple days later when I realized that you shouldn't be running in Adidas Samba sneakers. <laughs> and I've run ever since then. And, and because I've been a runner my whole life and because I've done art my whole life, these are things where I can access a flow state pretty quickly. It's not every single time. And that's not the expectation. The expectation is just that you're going to do this thing and you're going to be absorbed in it. And you're, gonna, you're going to get enjoyment from that no matter what. But maybe you do find this flow state. Another thing that I find helps me enter a flow state is tuning out my phone, tuning out the news, and perhaps, though, turning on some music. I do find that music can help, and my running music playlist is wildly different than my painting playlist, which is very different than the music I like to cook to or even clean to. Um, you can find a flow state in just day-to-day -day activities. So, all that to say, I would encourage you to check out different music, different playlists, and see what works well for you because oftentimes that can help you get into this state of flow. So my challenge to you this week, friends, is to slow yourself down and see if you can find a state of flow. There's an instructor named Lara at my home yoga studio back out in the Chicago suburbs when we used to live out there. And Lara is just this incredible yoga instructor and mentor and friend and has inspired me to reach for more in my own life in a number of different ways. And I just have this really specific memory of a class of hers that I went to early on when I first started to practice yoga. And I'll go ahead and link to Lara's Instagram page as well as her business page in the show notes because she's just wonderful. And if you've had the chance to take a class with Lara, especially in person, but even now she's offering classes via Zoom, so I thought I would mention that because they are just so lovely. But if you've taken a class with Lara, the thing that I really appreciate is not only is the sequence of the movement really fun and exciting because maybe it's a sequence and a way of moving your body that you've never done it before. She's super creative, but it isn't just about your physical practice. When Lara walks into a room and she starts to teach you, it's it's spiritual and it there's just something so much bigger than just this physical practice of moving your body. It's about your heart and your soul and your mind. So early on in my yoga career, I took a class with Lara and she had us sit down on our mats, crisscross applesauce our legs, as she likes to say, and she walked us through a meditation, which is actually the inspiration for this week's bonus mini meditation episode, which drops on Thursday. 
but I'll just give you a brief example of it right now. So she had us sit down and she told us to let our eyes softly close and imagine in our mind's eye a mason jar and you pour handfuls and handfuls of glitter into this mason jar and you fill it with water and you screw the lid on really tight and then you shake it and you shake it and you shake it like crazy and then you set it down on a table and you just watch the glitter swirl in the jar around and around and around and she likened that to our minds especially when you first come to stillness your mind is oftentimes racing you're thinking about your day you're thinking about your emails or your family or any number of things right however as you sit and you watch this jar in your mind's eye the water slowly begins to still and the glitter slowly starts to fall to the bottom of the glass and eventually in time everything is still everything is quiet and that is just such a wonderful wonderful way to think about your mind and so when it's racing and the glitter is swirling it's hard to do anything focused how it's hard to let anything be the one thing that is consuming you in a good way and so you have to sit you have to get still this is why i recommend meditating or breath work or journaling before you attempt going into a flow state because it feels really good to just let the glitter settle And then from there, you can approach whatever your activity is, whether it's physical or creative, if it's challenging your mind, you can approach it from a place of stillness instead of a place from chaos, right? So that's my challenge to you today, friends. Sometime between now and when the next episode drops, I want you to take five to 10 minutes, sit down, do a little meditating, do a little breath work, maybe you journal, Maybe you just sit and you enjoy a cup of tea, whatever that looks like for you, you get to decide. This is your flow state, right? Maybe it's something that you enjoy doing as a kid that you haven't done in years, but it's something that still tugs at your heartstrings that you wanna give a go. Maybe it is art or a watercolor or drawing. And the key here is just don't have expectations about whatever the end result is. Instead, I want you to enjoy the process. So. For example, when I find joy in a flow state when I'm running, I'm not really thinking about how many miles I'm planning on covering or even the route that I plan on running. Instead, I'm just letting my body move through space and I'm connecting with my breath and I'm feeling my feet hit the pavement and I'm enjoying the rhythm of that over and over again and just getting lost in the movement. And so instead of thinking about the end, I just want you to enjoy whatever the process looks like for you. Maybe maybe you're a musician and you just want to play and you're not recording it to share with anybody else. You are just doing it. You're creating music just for your own enjoyment. So don't worry if you mess up here or there or you stumble. It's, it's really just about finding the joy in the moment. So that's my challenge to you. I would love to know how it goes for you. Put it on your social, tag me over at Live by Design Podcast. I'd love to see what you're up to. And if you need a little help about how to establish this flow state process, pop over to the show notes, misskatehouse.com slash podcast. It is my guide on how to enter a flow state in five easy steps. So pop over to the site and you can download your copy today. Okay, friends, that music means that we have just entered our very first part of the podcast where we're going to talk about, of all things, 
joy. <laughs> so we're going to call this our joyful corner. And each week I'm going to share with you something that has brought me joy. It could be something big. It could be something small. And I think that's a cool thing about joy, right? Is that it can be the momentous things or you can find joy or gratitude in the little things as well. So this week, what I'm joyful for and grateful for are a few different things that are all connected. I'm grateful to my aunt who gifted me an ice cream maker almost seven and a half years ago now for our wedding shower. And we've had this ice cream maker for so long and we'd only ever used it a handful of times. But now that there is a pandemic and we're going out less frequently with our kids since they're young and um, I'm just trying to protect them the best way I know how and also keep life interesting for them. So we recently broke out our ice cream maker. It's this cute little machine. Uh, I think it's like a Cuisinart. I'll link to it in the show notes in case you want to check it out. But what I love about it is it creates just enough ice cream for the four of us to enjoy once or twice and then it's all gone. But we can create ice cream that's really fun and flavorful and without all the preservatives. So we've been on a strawberry ice cream kick. (laughs) And so I am grateful to my aunt for gifting me this ice cream maker. I'm grateful for the maker itself. But most importantly, I'm grateful for the joy that not only eating the ice cream brings my kids, but the act of making it. Dexter has this tower that he stands on in our kitchen that keeps him safe, but also gets him up to counter height. And he loves nothing more than watching me chop all the strawberries. And then I let him pour the cream and the half and half and the sugar and all that good stuff into the maker itself. And then it's the easiest ice cream maker ever. It literally has one button on and off. (laughs) And so I let him press on and then it starts to spin the insert and, um, and he just gets so excited (laughs) to watch it. And then it only takes about 15, 20 minutes to create the ice cream and then you can enjoy it right away. And it's basically like the world's most perfect soft serve strawberry ice cream. I'll also link to the um, recipe that we use in the show notes as well, in case you want to give it a go yourself. So there's my very first joyful corner for you, friends. I would also really love to know what is making you joyful. So go ahead and just record a short little message just like this one. You can use the voice memo feature on your phone or you can use your computer. And then just shoot it over to me over at podcast at misskatehouse.com. That's podcast at M-S-K-A-T-E-H-O-U-S-E.com. And just be sure to let me know in the voicemail that I have your permission to share it on the podcast because I would love to share what makes you joyful with everybody else. So friends, I had so much fun sitting and speaking with you today about joy and flow states, and I hope I've encouraged and inspired you to go out there and just try to find a little bit of joy, try to cultivate a little bit of joy in your own life too. As I mentioned before, I have a freebie ready for you to download on my website at misskatehouse.com slash podcast, and you can get my five-step guide to finding your own flow state there. So pop over there. I'll also include in the show notes a link to that Headspace article that I mentioned, as well as a link to my friend Lara's Instagram page, as well as her business account, because she is just an incredible human being. You can hop onto one of her Zoom classes sometime soon. And just to make you smile today, friends, here's our little two-year-old Dexter telling you to Have a great day. Have a great day.